The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. It's like three hours of music or two and a half hours or something crazy of music. Not long enough. Lis- it needs more music. I listened to one track from it, and that was half an hour, and I was like, I don't have time for the rest of this. <laughs> so coming from our collective caves to your dwa- dank dwellings. Ah, oh, fucking cunt. I'm going to do that again. Off to a okay. flying start at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, things could always go a hell of a lot worse, and uh, if they go a hell of a lot better, then I'm going to be thoroughly impressed. But you're listening to the Cave Dweller Music Good Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're all sort of talking over each other. We're, uh, we had a, well, we've been chatting for about 20 minutes before we actually started recording. So this is the Cave Dweller Music Podcast coming from our collective caves to your dank dwellings. We haven't done a recap of 2020 uh, as of yet, so we thought we'd sit down and get into that at the moment. We've got James and Brendan on the line. Gents, how's the, um, how's the start of 2021 treating you so far? Uh, it's been an interesting year so far. Yeah, it's been good. It's definitely been good. Things are looking up. I suppose they can always look up or you can look down. It's just a matter of uh, perspective. What's the old line from Star Wars from a certain point of view? I think that's kind of how we have to approach these ones here. Uh, So what I reckon we do to start (laughs) off with, um, if you saw it on the Cave Dweller Music website and even on our Facebook page as well, we split up the top tens into a few separate things. But one of the ones that I wanted to start off with is the top 10 that was actually decided by our Cave Dweller Music Group Facebook page. And Brendan's actually just informed me before we jumped on air that we have hit 666 and then some pretty exciting times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think we're almost at 700 now. It's uh, just ticking under it. Did we actually work out who was the number of the beast? Like who was member 666? (laughs) Yeah, we did. Give me one second. I can actually tell you his name. Ah, there um, we go. Well, maybe if we say his name, it'll happen like as soon as we say it, he'll be summoned into the podcast. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, it's in here. Someone sent it to me. Oh, it's in the wrong chat. Hang on. That's why I'm not finding it. That's the uh, Cave Dweller 14 chat. Here we go. We're actually peeling behind the scenes a little bit. And you're actually going to work out how many bloody group chats we've got going on just for this one page in the podcast. I think it's like three or four different ones. I think it's at four now. <laughs> so uh, if, any, we, if any of the, the contributors are listening in being like, wait, why am I not a part of that one? Well, now you know. We've got four different group chats and we're just talking shit behind all of your backs. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. It was uh, Mark Brock, uh, Bronkhorst. Wonderful. Well, I uh, can't say I've ever had a chat to the dude, but hey, if you're number 666 in a metal music pages uh, group, well... I think that's a pretty good sign all unto itself. Yeah, and uh, if he's listening, uh, you are the beast. You are the beast, exactly. Hopefully, um, if we oh. keep mentioning his name, he'll end up being summoned into the podcast. All right, so what are we going to do? Say his name three times and then, then he'll appear like a Bloody Mary kind of situation? <laughs> you need a pens- that has to be a pentagram involved somehow. We'll bring it back, seeing as we just went off a bit there with the <laughs> pentagram. So the Cave Dweller Music Group voted on their top 10 records of the year. There was four weeks of polling, well over 100 votes across the entire page. Um, We haven't done an official review for these ones just because it was our community who actually chose these ones. 
Uh, do one of you gents have the list in front of you? I've got it up in front of me, so I can run through it. No worries. Um, yeah, I mean, I had it here in front of me as well. So whatever you want to do. All righty. Um, so I reckon we'll do it. We'll take it, you know, one at a time. So first place, and I can't say that I've listened to this album, but the number one album that was voted for by the Facebook group uh, was Necrot's uh, Immortal. James, can you walk me through that? Album? So that was one that I personally never got super into. Um, I know that with it, I, I liked it. I, I, it wasn't in my top 10. Um, the Death Metal community got really big time behind it. Um, it was in like a lot of top lists for a lot of websites and group polls and a lot of other groups I'm in. Um, it's pretty much, it's, it's old, old school death metal. Um, it's done pretty well. I, if you like death metal, check it out. I kind of thought it reminded me of Power Trip. You think so? Oh, okay. That's a really, I, I am a big fan of Power Trip, so that's a really good Like the thrashy industrial vibe? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that, but that's what's good about music. Everyone sees different stuff. And speaking of different stuff, number two, as voted for by the uh, Cave Dweller Music Groups, was And Oceans and Cosmic World Mother, another album that I never got around to. Did either of you gents have a chance to I check that not. one out? I did not. No. All righty. So there we go. That's something that all three of us can uh, actually get around to and uh, check out. James, number three, I'm probably going to butcher the uh, pronunciation <laughs> of you're a little Talking bit more. Uh, you're a little <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, you're a little bit more well-versed in uh, metal pronunciations. Could you talk us through number yeah, three? Yeah, so that is uh, Surath Angol with their latest album. Um, I was trying to think what the word means. I, oh, yeah, it's, a strong, it's, a, it's like a fortress from uh, the Tolkien world. Um, they're, uh, God, we're getting back into the, the Tolkien theme metal. We, like I, I, we said this in the last podcast that we uh, ended up scrapping, but there really needs to be more Dune-based metal or even just other fantasy and sci-fi uh, themes outside of the Tolkien universe. You're not wrong, but I'm never going to complain. I'm, I'm never going <laughs> to complain about the amount of Tolkien stuff because I'm a massive nerd for it. So, um, yeah, so with Ungol, old school, like really old school, like early 80s, mid-80s, um, Doom slash heavy metal. So, like, it's, it's sort of more on the proto-Doom side of things. Um so does it kind of sound a little bit like uh, early cathedral? Yeah, I put it sort of in the same category as that. It's like it's kind of heavy but not too heavy. Um, you, you might actually dig it, Matt, because you're into some of that old school, like uh, the lower-end production stuff. Uh, the like, You know, you like Sabbath and all those old school things. It's sort of in that sort of vein. Yeah, okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, speaking of picking up what we're putting down, we were actually lucky enough, well, I wasn't, but you two blokes interviewed our number fourth place album of the year as voted by the uh, cave dweller music group it's a lovely gentleman from weed demon with crater maker yeah <laughs> yeah that was great that album's so good. me too man and such, album, such cool man. dudes as well and brennan i think it's probably yeah. best if you talk it. us through this album quite a fair bit because you uh were a massive fan of weed demon and you actually kind of held the fort for most of that interview <clears> as well yeah, I mean, um, I really have been a fan of theirs for a while. I listened to all their albums, or you know, and uh, I just like that kind of. That's like basically like the only kind of stoner that I really like besides like Sleep that does that kind of drony, you know, vocals, and they they do it well, and uh, they just get so bluesy, you know. They get like they just rip it up, man, and they're heavy. They're, you know, the album's named Crater Maker for a reason, you know, like they're just fucking heavy, dude. 
um, they, uh, on top of just being really cool dudes, you know, definitely a ton of fun. Uh, you can tell they have a lot of fun uh, making music. They like what they do. And, um, and it, it, that truly shows. Speaking of bluesy, I just wanted to touch on that because that is one of my favorite things about certain stoner records. Like, you know, you talk about uh, Weed Eater and Conan and all those kind of blokes. I don't know specifically where in the States they're from, but I can definitely see a lot of like that Southern fried rock and the blues Bayou music coming through. It's basically like you get a BB King song, turn the distortion up to about 15 and make it sound like a guy's like one bong away from passing out. And it's fantastic. Uh, Just one thing quick. Yeah. These guys, you know, I was going to say Conan, I'm pretty sure it was actually from the UK. Oh, well, there we go. I did not know that. But that, still in saying that, though, it's, just, it's that style, uh, you know. But, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm, I'd rather be uh, happy than right. And I'm happy to work out that Conan are uh, actually from the UK. We're also going to work out what the number five place uh, on the top ten was. And it was Wayfarers with a romance for violence. Coming out on Profound Law Records, Profound Law have such a fantastic back catalogue. Did either of you gents happen to check this record out? Brendan did. Yes. Talk me through it, my man. I loved it. Um, It's a great album. Um, It's got great little intro. Um, Yeah, that kind of sets the tone for the feel of the the old-timey years that they're setting, you know? Um, And then it's just like a very unique blend of you know, blackened, um, kind of atmospheric, um, not Western, not quite like, you know, not Western, like, as in like, you know, country music, but like Western, like twangy, like guitar and just like, uh, you know, sound like some of their songs, you know, um, sound like they're by a campfire, you know, out in the middle of the open, you know, mountain range and just, it's freaking awesome, dude. You know, it's, They've carved their way out a little, uh, a little niche in you know the black metal scene. I know Denver black metal man. <laughs> it's really good. Denver black metal. Um, I'm gonna check that out. So what they kind of have like a, um, a frontier feel about them. You, uh, the way I'm looking at it and kind of I'm interpreting it, if there was a black metal band that did the soundtrack to one of those old John Wayne movies, that was what this record would sound like. Yeah, something like that. But they, they, you know, um, Fire and Gold's a really great song. Good, some, you know, good clean um, vocals in there, and it's just, it's nice, dude. It's really good shit. It's really Speaking good. of good shit, number Amazing six album. on the uh, top ten was Necrophobic with Dawn of the mm-hmm. Damned. Uh, talk us through that record. That uh, I don't know if you caught that one or not, but I did. I okay, I'll cover that, that one. one. Uh, Necrophobic, if you don't know them, uh, one of those bands that's been around since the beginning of it, Extreme Metal, pretty much. Um, another one of the old school bands bringing out new music. It's pretty solid. If you like your, uh, it's like black and death metal, but really sort of on the more groovy, catchy side, um, but thrashy. Uh, yeah, if, if you like sort of fast-paced, upbeat, black and death metal, check it out. Alrighty, we'll move on to number seven now. Undeath with lesions of a different kind coming out through Prosthetic and Maggot Stomp yes. Records. Yeah, that was another one that pretty much every death metal conversation that was had about albums of the year and all those groups and sites uh, sat alongside Necrot. 
competing for uh, like album of the year type thing. Uh, it's it's all right. It's all pretty right. dirty, uh, old school sort of death metal with a, a bit of like a yeah, it's dirty. I believe mean, it's dirty death metal. Um, basically, if anything is on Maggot Stomp Records, you can pretty much count on it kicking your ass. Alrighty, so that's another one we got to uh, keep an eye out for. I always feel the same with uh, Twenty Bucks. Oh yeah, anything that comes out on Twenty Bucks Spin, I know is going to have that really metallic cow violence twist to it, where you kind of like need to go sit down and just have a bit of a kip afterwards. Like it's really, really visceral music. Uh, and also as well, while we're listing off these albums, a big thanks to everyone who did uh, get involved with the voting for these ones here. And the thing that I really like about it, and especially in the closed group, is there's not a day that goes by in that group where we don't have one of our members posting an album that either, I know I certainly haven't heard of them, but it's a really great little community that we've got going on. And we'll touch on the marketplace after we've finished up the top 10. I'll, James, I'll get you to walk us through the marketplace, yeah. but we'll move on to eighth place in, in our list with Nothing Is Real, uh, Regeneration Through Self-Development. Yeah, so we all, uh, I, mean, I don't know if you know him, but Brendan and I know Nicholas Turner uh, pretty well now. Um, he's a really good yeah. dude. Uh, we were Another fr- another friend of the page. We've had Weed Demon now and we've got uh, Nothing well, Is Real. He's actually been around as a friend of the page since yeah. we very first started. Um, we, we've been covering pretty much. He's a yeah. multi-instrument. Yeah, yeah, he's involved in like six, six projects that have albums coming out in the next month or two. Uh, all, all of them. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of his stuff to watch out for, and our, our, our page that we're going to be reviewing. Um, so nothing. Ooh, that particular nice. album. Yes. So there's a new Obsidian Who's coming. There's a new Feral Lord. Uh, he's got a brand new project which you I don't think you've heard yet, Brendan. Um, that's he's done with the the drummer from um, uh, Serpent Column, I want to say. Oh no, Evaporated Saws. Yeah, the drummer from Evaporated Saws and him teamed up for it. That's coming. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's this about Evaporated Saws? Uh, yeah, he's got an album coming out with the dude. Uh, I, I, like Abe's Insurance, the drummer from Evaporated Source, and it's coming out on uh, oh, God, on yeah. iVoidhanger, uh, which is a, a killer label. Yeah, that's a that's a great label. They have some yeah. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, and then there's, we definitely there's something else. Oh yeah, another nothing is real is also coming. I've already uh, I just he just sent me the files for it yesterday, so that'll be out soon. Damn, I love. It's always like even though we are here to you know promote music from anywhere and everywhere on the globe it's always really nice to see friends of the page putting out uh good music putting out a lot of music by the sounds of that nicholas turner's a bloody busy oh yeah dude we we have a few dudes like that that we we connect with all the time who put out like six to ten albums a year minimum uh it's it's good to see what also is good to see is number nine on the cave dweller music group's top 10 of 2020 one that I actually did a review for for Four Triple Z made it across to the new releases show. There, it was Paul Bearer with Forgotten Days. Yes. Now Ooh. I am a really big fan of Paul Bearer. I think Elder, Paul Bearer, and there's another one of these like modern doom bands, um, which I have just fallen completely for. Because the thing that I really like about it, and it does kind of contrast to the Doom record we were talking about a little bit earlier on, they don't so much feel as 
metal albums. I kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Carnival Set Fire to the Hive, but it's this whole idea of like an album actually sounds like a living, breathing organism. And as you sort of go through however many tracks, you're kind of going through the lifespan of, you know, an animal, a being or whatever. And um, yeah, Forgotten Days is exactly one of those records. Did you guys have a chance to check it out? What did you think? I, I dug it. I thought it was good. Brendan? I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I didn't God, it. God damn it. You listen to everything else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's okay. Honestly, the amount of music that you sent through the group and like even in our group chat, I'm kind of just going, yeah, dude, how the hell does he have the time to listen to all this stuff? And I tell you what, by the time that your little ones are you know, going to their own shows, they are going to be the most well-educated <laughs> music hipsters ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's finish off the top 10 of the uh, Cave Dweller Music Group's uh, voted for albums of the year. I can't quite pronounce it. Is it uh, Guerrilla? Guerrilla. Guerrilla. Apologies. Yeah, Limbo. The band's listening in. But yeah. Talk us through that record. That was a, uh, that came out in late July, by the way. That's like. a Brandon release. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Kind of yet again making their own um, kind of styled black metal, um, like black. It's like just emotional. It's um, it's chaotic. It's um, kind of spacey. It's not quite spacey is but more like cosmic it's just like pounding then it you know they kind of like drift you off and to let you float a little bit and it's it's really it sounds nice. like it's got a bit um, of an atmospheric feel to it by the way you're describing that i do love myself some atmospheric black metal yeah nah they're uh you know like the like black gaze metal you know they're just like that shoe gaze like just they're fucking so what you're good, saying is it's basically death heaven good. if death heaven wasn't shit. <laughs> All right, so that is the uh, top 10 as voted by you if you are, are a uh, part of the Cave Dweller Music Group closed Facebook page. If not, uh, if you're not a member now, what are you doing? We've got over 666 members and that'll be keeping on growing and growing. We are going to touch on the theme day that we had recently, which was an absolute <laughs> blast. If you wanted to check out what our personal top 10 were and like a few of the other contributors from the uh, website, it's all on the one post, cavedwellermusic.net forward slash reviews post. And I think we put it out on the 27th of December. We won't go through and do our individual top 10 because that'll uh, take us a little while. But we have got a couple of honorable mentions that didn't make it on to our top 10. Uh, and we're going to sort of walk through them now. I'll do mine first and foremost because I know that you guys have, I think it was like seven or eight each, mm-hmm. and I'll just get these out of the way and give you guys the floor to chat about them. But uh, my first honorable mention, which didn't make the top 10, was iFly's Tub of Lard. Um, it's the guys from Full of Hell, and a few other members from that, like Philadelphia hardcore power violence noise scene, that do Melvin's worship. That Melvin's worship really, really bloody well. Like it sounds like it belongs on uh, uh, Amphet Records. I can't remember the name of the label properly, but that's that one there. 
Another really good one um, came from James's former neck of the woods. We're talking about the Beths and Jump Rope Gazer. If you're a fan of uh, indie pop with that kind of a little bit more of a punk rock DIY bass, definitely go check that out. And I'm really excited and have my fingers crossed. Uh, but they're coming to Australia in July this year. So unless we get more COVID and all that other sort of nonsense shutting that down, I'm definitely going to be making my way to see the Beths. Boris and Mersbau, who get together and collaborate for a mind-bending record every couple of years, put out a really good one. Uh, can't remember exactly how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to read it out. How it's written, it's uh, 2R012PO. Um, more so this time around, it's more of the Boris feel to it. So, you know, very long, drawn-out drone music. There are a couple of uh, Mersbound noisy elements in there just to keep it interesting, which I was a really big fan of. Did either of you guys happen to check that one out? I think I heard a little bit of it. I think you sent it to me when it came out. I probably did. I was a really big fan of it. And we'll bring it back to Australia. Uh, Egoism, who are a two-piece band out of either Melbourne or Sydney. I can't quite remember. The On Our Minds EP is fantastic. Big uh, ups to Chris Kopfroff from the 4ZZZ new release, a show who put me onto that one there. I was listening to it on a trip down to Brisbane. And if you take a lot of uh, 90s guitar pop up the squeaky clean pop nature of it, that's exactly what you're after. It is so much fun. Um, and on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I did a review for this uh, for Cave Dweller Music, but Public Acid's Condemnation, really solid power violence record, really fast, really brutal, and really, really bloody good. So they're my five honourable mentions. Uh, which one of you gents wants to take over the honourable mentions now? Yeah, I'll do uh, – I have uh, Bismarck. Um, the, uh, the one, the, I'm saying it so badly here. Uh, the one in Manser, Iron Manser, um, amazing album. Um, just awesome kind of stoner psychedelic doom. That's just, uh, super melodic and then, you know, crushes you, puts you in this nice trance while you're being you know, kind of snuffed out. <laughs> it's really good. Um, they have, uh, they did a live show in the beginning of COVID too. Uh, it was really nice doing their uh, live album. Really well done. It's on YouTube so as well. It a, uh, um, was it a, yeah. a live like in-person show or have they done what a lot of bands have done and just done a, uh, a live stream concert like in a, in a studio space? Yeah, they did that. They were at a uh, venue, I think, but they were, um, you know, there was no one there, so they just kind of did their uh, their album and call it a That's day. That's pretty cool. I know that. Uh, um, but it was really nice, though. It was uh, good. Code Orange did a similar thing um, a while back, and then they also did one recently, which looked like they've put themselves in like a '90s video game simulator. <laughs> um, so if that's if that sounds like something up your alley, go check it out. But yeah, Brendan, continue on your uh, honorable mentions for the year that's been. Oh, for the year that's been, uh, we had uh, Torture Tomb come out. Yeah, so good. Um, that was good to see how it feels. Um, yeah, man, uh, that guy, uh, that 
it's just great, dude. Um, I think they, they share a guitarist with yeah, um, Knocked Loose oh. and another band, which I had on there, um, Combat. Um, that's uh, they, they did an EP. So I'm doing kind nice. of two and one right here. Um, the New Dimensions of Pain. Um, it's got like an old school death metal with like, you know, the fresh spirit of like Rock Hills. It's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, Torture Tomb and Combat. Um, really just awesome stuff put out by, you know, some, some good guitarists, good artists, really kick ass bands. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, just give us, yeah, give us a few minutes. Keep, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got uh, the, the uh, Scarpotes, um, Plague Hames. Uh, Black and Thrash, they put out two songs that, on that EP, and they're just totally solid. We got that Body Void and Keeper Split, that just crusty doom sludge that's just fucking a brick to a face. Just so good. You know, they just pummel you out of nowhere. They let you have that awesome, uh, awesome atmosphere build up tension just it's great man both bands kick ass and they do a good so job by the of sounds of it it's one of those records um, where as soon as you put it on you're kind of ripped out wherever you're sitting and they put you in this little dungeon of torture that just pummels you until yeah, you're like, Dude, like stop i can't take it bass lines that are just so thick you know it makes it hard to breathe Awesome. I'm finding it really hard to breathe. And moment, then, uh, that's just because I had my sinuses cut up two days ago. So if anyone's like, man, what's wrong with Matt at the moment? Has he got a cold? Nah, not a cold. I just, you know, my entire nose is filled up with blood. So pretty metal, pretty yeah. metal for a metal podcast. Brendan, feel free to continue. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, you know, Fistula, the process of that uh, yes. opting out. That just dirty, rotten sludge. Um just absolutely uh, amazing. That whole album is just, it's fast. It's just, it's exactly what you need to get your blood moving early in the morning. So would you say that you would have that uh, as opposed to your morning coffee? Or if you really want to get hyped up in the morning, you're going to double up with a coffee and that record? Oh yeah, definitely you okay. would double up and you're going to take it. <laughs> sure. righty, what else have you got lined up for your uh, honorable mentions for us, my man? Uh, we got ourselves uh, Drug Sauna, put out a cool little stoner rock, um, psychedelic kind of deal. A um, couple songs, real short and sweet, but definitely worth a listen. We got Sky Pig, Hell that was is a good Inside one. You. That was awesome. Amazing psychedelic sludge. Yeah, man, completely unique to... Their kind of sound, they're definitely making something out of themselves. All right, sure. I haven't heard that one, but um, you two, they, where they do another you two both seem pretty high on that record. Can you talk us through it a little bit? What does it sound like? Uh, what would you liken it to? Brendan, Give us a bit of an idea. From what I remember, I might be remembering the wrong album, but weren't there like kind of like dark wave like elements in there, like 80s like dark wave stuff? Yeah, without like sounding like yeah. so eighties though. It's like um, it's like psychedelic, some, some heavy, grunge, but it's some like grunge still there. like they're um vocalists. It's kind of like it's clean but heavy. I don't know what it kind of like maybe say like post. Yeah, it was sport, like it was. It's it's not. It was all over the place. I had like I had like the sludge elements you mentioned. There was like some stoner stuff. Then um, there's some hardcore. There was like some dark wave, a bit of grunge. It was it was a lot of different stuff going on. It was cool. Damn, that sounds like the yeah. It really sounds, sounds like a pretty uh, varied record by the sounds of that. 
Yeah, you should check it out, man. Yeah. Um, all right, well, what was it? Uh, what was it called again, gents? I'll just whack it up here on Spotify if they've got it. Sky Pig, the uh, hell is inside. Sky you. Pig, two words or one? One. Oh, is it two? Two words. Okay, my bad. Sorry, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sky Pig, got it. Hell is inside you. Yeah, you like that. Well, I, uh, oh, nice. You like and it. you know it's a good stoner record as well when the songs are always over four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just like to, yeah, like like, to preface you know. that if someone's listening and be like, Matt, why do you like stoner songs when they're all over four minutes and you sit there giving shit to any prog song that's, you know, over the space of two minutes? Because stoner just sounds better, mate. I don't have to continually argue with everyone. It just sounds so much better. They're all relaxing. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Um, is that the uh, honourable benches for you, Brendan? Yeah, we could we could leave it there. You know, uh, we had Empress um, Premonition, uh, some really good post metal, uh, do metal like sludge mix, um, kind of similar. I think they're actually friends with Heron, um, and they. Uh, they did a show together and uh, that's what turned me on to them when I saw the show. And um, yeah, that's fucking kick-ass band, man. Really good album. All righty. 100% worth checking Let's, let's out. keep the uh, podcast wriggling along. James, I know that you've got a fair few um, honorable mentions there lined up. Would you like to walk us through your list? Yeah, I, look, I said I had seven, but there's eight. I lied. Um, so there's one more that You're I You're always trying to sneak into music, <laughs> aren't you? Look, there's just too much good music in 2020. It's not my fault. Blame the bands. It's their fault. I will. I feel I like that's something I mean, that we always end up getting sad about. We're kind of going, man, there's so much good music. By the time we die, we're never actually going to listen to any of what we wanted to. But it just keeps escalating. Like, we're only just finished January, and January had like 100 albums I'm already stoked on for the year. It's ridiculous. Like, this is... This, yeah, man. There's a bunch of stuff coming yeah, out. February's going to be massive. Uh, I have like 12 albums I'd like to review this week still that I won't even get around to. But uh, yeah. Well, I think uh, well, I might take this to do a, a bit of a cheap and nasty plug. If you're listening in and would like to join the Cave Dweller Music crew, uh, definitely you can do so. We are always on the lookout for more people to get involved as writers. If you want to be, if you've got a, something there you want to promote, be it an album, an EP, a song or something. Jump onto the website. We've got all of our contact details through there. If you want to write some stuff, we would absolutely love for you to join us. Uh, plus, it also makes it a little bit easier on our part not having to chase, as James says, 12 records in a fucking week. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've, I've been doing those <laughs> weekly wrap-ups, man. I, just, I do what I can until it hits the weekend. and like, well, there's like 12 left to cover. Here's like shorter reviews for those 12 in one article. But uh, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I've been... So busy. Now that I got myself a little routine, I get back. Good to have you back. Um, but, yeah, walk yeah. us through your uh, honorable mentions. All right. So I'm going to start with Terminal Nation. Did any of you guys hear their album, Holocene Extinction? I did not, but uh, let us know what it sounds like. Is that got the ghost guy in the front? Yes. That's, cool it's like orange and, and it's got the, the ghost guy at the yeah. front with the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you posted it, and I, I checked that it out. That one is like one of the angriest albums of the year. It's, uh, it's a blend of death metal and hardcore. Um, super political. Really, really, really aggressive. Um, so if you haven't checked it out and you want an album that will like beat the shit out of you, check that one out. Um, yeah. Cool album yeah, really cool album. I, I think... It. Yeah, 
Math to your liking, it was on 20 bucks spin. Ah, uh, so you, you probably could have led with that and I would have been like, oh, yes, of course, a good <laughs> record. <laughs> Um, next, we've got a friend, uh, a friend of Brendan and I's uh, album, uh, Squelch Chamber is the band, and Nightmarish is the release. Uh, Jason Snyder is the uh, one of the dudes behind it. Um, you guys have really uh, spoken highly about Squelch Chamber. Uh, if anyone's listening in and haven't heard Squelch Chamber, give us a bit of a uh, give us a bit of a synopsis and a little bit of an overview of what they sound like and what the record was like. So. I'll start by saying that it's one of Jason's projects. Um, he does a bunch of cool stuff. Um, the other one worth checking out is Deadly Senslaw. Yeah, Deadly that's good Sinslaw. shit. Um, the Spots yeah. Chamber is a little less aggressive, um, a little bit more experimental. It's, I guess I want to say, sludge slash noise music, really. Um, but the, yeah. the thing that makes it so great is they've distorted some of the instruments and fed them through so many filters that there's like this bass line that's playing and I had to figure, like think for like a minute or two what the instrument was. And I was like, holy shit, that is a bass guitar. I, it doesn't even sound like a bass <laughs> guitar. Um, it sounded like filthy machinery. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a di- it's a dirty album with a lot of really cool effects. Um, really interesting stuff. Worth checking out. Um, Going to go for a completely different one next, uh, which I actually have a... a I actually talked to the artist about this one. It has some funny anecdotes about it. Um, Modern Ancestor is the artist, and Bardo is the album. Did either of you guys manage to check that one? Uh, I have not. Are you guys into heavy psych? I don't think I have either. Yeah. 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 So it's, a, it's a super old school heavy psych album. It kind of sounds like Pink Floyd meets Sunra. Um, the dude, the story behind it is that the dude... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you say Pink Floyd meets Sun Ra? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Sun Ra. That's, I can't stand Pink Floyd, but, you know, one out of two ain't bad. Well, I know that what you don't like about Pink Floyd is that the songs are so long and proggy, and this is neither long nor proggy. So it's just the good psychedelic elements of Pink Floyd, but in, like, three-minute song structure. All right, I'm listening. I'm um, listening. So the story is that the, <laughs> the dude went to Amsterdam just did a shitload of acid and then like kind of when it was done had an album and he was like well okay um and there's this funny as hell part at the start well it's not funny the story behind it's funny there's this part where it sounds exactly like whale sounds uh to start the album off and i was like talking to the dude i was like man i love the whale sounds it's so cool that you put this in there he's like those are crickets i was like what he's like yeah those are crickets what i took like a bucket load of crickets and I recorded the bucket load of crickets and then plugged it through so many filters that it sounded like whale sounds. I was like, no fucking way. Um, so if you want to hear crickets sound like whales, that's, um, that's at the start of the album. And it just gets more interesting from there. Oh, and you've, you've sold me. I really like when you hear um, anecdotes and stories from artists where they've taken a sound that is so far removed from what it will actually be the final product. And you're like, what, how did you come up with that? And they tell you, and it's just kind of like this light bulb moment of, holy shit, I would have never thought about doing that. Um, just do yourself a favor as well quickly, and I you know you guys are in front of a computer, look up Modern Ancestor Bardo and have a look at the album art, and that will tell you everything you need to know immediately. All right. Uh, Modern Ancestor Bardo? Yeah, and then just have a look at the album art. Um, okay, mine is not wanting to work for me, but that's all right. Uh, for anyone at home who wants to know what it is, it is a 
blue godlike deity uh, surrounded by mushrooms, uh, flying eyeballs, a purple skeleton, uh, and he's wearing like a tiger skin. Um, and it's actually done by a famous uh, artist from what's it called? The Beach in LA, um, Venice Beach, at a famous uh, street art studio. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I've said too much about that album, but I thought they want to have some cool information about it. Uh, I'll move on. That's got to need it. Dude, I like the album. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Oh, Wings. Uh, I've just got it up now. That is a fantastic album cover. That um, that artist is famous for doing drugged-out versions of beloved cartoon characters. Uh, So if you check him out on um, Instagram, he's got like – you know what? I remember you telling me about that. We had a conversation yeah. about him, I think. Or you, yeah, I think I sent you some stuff. Yeah. Like cracked out Mickey Mouse, and like, um, like, like yeah. uh, Donald Duck prostituting himself for drugs on the street corner and stuff. Like, just messed up shit like that. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, next one is uh, Val Raven uh, with the album Prey. This is a very different direction. Um, this is some absolutely killer black metal from Finland. Um, one of my top black metal albums of 2020. Uh, highly suggest checking it out. There's like three different vocal styles going on on the album. It's got some like depressive suicidal stuff, but also some raw black metal, some second wave stuff. It's a it's a good mix of black metal styles. Next one is Brickville. A little bit more interesting as far as like stuff about the band goes. Um, they actually wear masks, but not like some of the other bands just for attention. They actually wear them in a rehearsal and when they're alone together, not just on stage because uh, they like to change members all the time to keep things fresh and they don't like knowing who's playing which instruments. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, so it's actually so it doesn't change the dynamic of the band at all when someone comes and goes because they don't really know who it is they're they're hanging with, I think. And also so that their fans can't, you know, get get attached to anyone in the band um, so they can keep mixing styles up, which is kind of cool. So not even the members of the band know who the other members of the band are? I'm not exactly sure about how much they do and don't know. All I know is that they said that they uh, like to keep it mysterious and wear it during rehearsal, so they're not sure exactly like who, you know, because they keep interchanging. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they don't know who it is or it's just so that they don't focus on who's playing the guitar when they change members or what. But, uh, yeah, it keeps changing. That's a really interesting dynamic to have for a band. It is. And uh, they are a very interesting band. They play like a really creepy, haunting sort of, dark ambient drone noise mix okay okay that's all um all very good all very good sounds and a really good uh indication of what to expect yeah um the next one i have is along the same lines uh it's shabalba uh not to be confused with the one spelt with an x from uh america that sounds like both a different shabalba um oh dude i was about to say these guys are from shabalba i like both they're both great bands uh but this one is from greece and they play uh, yeah. super unsettling, uh, like spiritual, satanic ritual music, all with like uh, weird chants and uh, mantras, uh, a lot of like dark ambience and drone stuff that's super repetitive and like kind of hypnotizing. So uh, does it have that kind of uh, Batushka feel where it feels like you're actually part of a service and part of a ritual with like, um, the vocals going on to more of a like that sort of, sort of mantra sort of chant way of looking at it. Yeah, it's got all that, but it doesn't have. It's not like black metal or anything. So there's no like no like black metal vocals. The actual vocals are super creepy as well. They're kind of like tribalistic and like equally as unsettling. 
So yeah, right. definitely check that, that one out. Like a, I, I played it yeah, for. That sounds like an interesting project. I played it for Kira, uh, who's my wife. If anyone listening who doesn't know, and she please, said, "Please turn that off. I don't like it. It's scaring me." So um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that one. Um, I only got two more. One is uh, Pig. Any of you guys familiar with him? Um, no, but I, is that the record pain is God? Yes, that is the one. He is a, uh, a big name in the industrial, uh, scene. He, if you guys know who KMFDM are, one of the, the uh, biggest industrial act, industrial metal acts of all time, he, uh, contributes to a lot of their albums. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, he did this album. It's kind of like, you know, early Marilyn Manson when he did industrial music that was actually industrial that type of thing uh really good like angsty kind of dirty slimy industrial it's got like a sleazy feel to it yeah you know you know i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but some of that industrial music has like a kind of sleazy dirty feel to it yeah i know i know the feeling that you're uh putting forward yeah and like the lyrics are a little sleazy and dirty as well like he calls himself the lord of lard that's his, his nickname for himself and just that type of stuff um it's really fun really really catchy um, super enjoyable industrial music for anyone who is interested in that. And my last one is actually from my homeland of New Zealand. Matt, this is the band I told you about who does Dune-themed music. Yeah, see, we mentioned earlier on there needs to be more Dune-themed metal. And yes. uh, this is the band that kind of made me realize, well, yeah, we need to do that. Also, I think I told you this the other day, but I now have the first five books in the Dune series. And... I paid like $20 for all of them all up because I'm a sucker for a secondhand bookshop. That is awesome. Brendan, are you a Dune fan? Dune? Like the... the yeah, yeah, the, the books and movies. The very same. All that. Yeah. Yeah, Matt and I are pretty into it. Um, it's one of those sort of underappreciated... I mean, it's, it's got this massive following, but in the mainstream sort of community, like music community, there's not much appreciation for it. Um, but this band gave it some some love. Um, so this is Planet of the Dead uh, from New Zealand uh, with the album Fear of a Dead Planet. Not to be confused with, I believe, Stephen Wilson uh, from, I mean, Porcupine Tree with Stephen Wilson has an album by the same name. And this is sort of a, a mix of really groovy, catchy uh, sludge, doom, uh, stoner music. Um, it kind of at times has like a bit of an early Rob Zombie vibe and the catchiness and the energy, um, but it's got a lot of dirty fuzz and some uh, two vocalists. So you got like the harsher, more sludgy vocals and then the more catchy stoner stuff. Um, but yeah, it's there's songs on that that I've listened to maybe a hundred times. Uh, I just keep coming back to. Oh, very nice. Well, that, that ties it in well nice. because you are a fan of sludge and you're a massive fan of June. So Putting those two together sounds like it's uh, right up your alley. Oh, yeah. And I only discovered that album like uh, end of December last year. So I barely made it into the year for me. When would you guys say that your cutoff point for albums of a year ends up? Because I know that a lot of other music sites that I follow always start their top albums of the year in like the very first week of December. And I always sit there going, Motherfuckers, you've got like another four weeks of music to go. Like you're missing out on a month's worth of records. Oh, I know. That's why. For, do you remember for our side, yeah. I actually landed the last like three days of December. Yeah, and that's that's why I did that because there yeah. was a whole other month of music, and some of that stuff ended up in my top ten list. But yeah, I always I always find that really interesting when you look at places doing the top tens. They'll start doing it, you know, 
uh, early in December and you're kind of going, well, that's like a whole 30-something days of music that you're just neglecting. I suppose they do have a tendency to carry it over until like, you know, January and that kind of stuff, which I mean, that's more or less what we've done here with the wrap-up of 2020 here um, podcast. But yeah, I always found that uh, a little bit funny. I mean, you could, I guess, consider like maybe like the last week or so of December, maybe like the beginning of the 20 or the next year's uh, music. I don't know. There was uh, a band that did like this, like really awesome, like atmospheric kind of funeral doom called Oak. And they put out an album like one of the last days of 2019. And I was like, man, dude, this album is really good, but it didn't, it's, you know, it didn't come out and it's atmospheric death doom, you know, but I like they have, um, you know, I'm notorious for it, but like, you know, like 16, 19 <laughs> minute long songs. I think the shortest song they have on there is six minutes, you know, but they uh, feature members of Garia as well. Oh, cool. So, so there's a little bit um, of a crossover with the band that yeah, we've already spoken about. Yeah, but yeah, when did this album come out? It was uh, December 20th, 2019. You know what I mean? So like, come on, throw it into 2020. Yeah, I thought yeah, about well, it, but I didn't. That's... But now here we are. Here we I are talking I about it. I did want to so, ask you, Brendan, um, I know that this happens in Australia quite a bit and it does sort of tie into that weird end of the year thing. But I know in Australia, the week before Christmas until like the end of January, nothing gets done people are on like a an entire month-long christmas holiday is that a similar thing that happens in the u.s like as soon as say december 15th happened nothing happens until early the next year well like as far as like just people doing things I mean, in general okay, so or we'll uh create a bit of a scenario say you needed to get your car fixed right and you had it booked in for halfway through december yeah. and is it a fair chance to say that your car would not even be looked at until the end of January just because everyone's taken Christmas, New Year's and the whole like festive season off? Well, I mean, some like, like, well, some places like, you know, a service job like that, you know, I'm sure like have people that do take time off, but um, I don't think so. You know, like America <laughs> just keeps moving, dude. They well, don't, fair they enough. don't give a shit about Australia anybody. is pretty lazy <laughs> at the best of times. So I guess that's probably more a reflection of us than it is on the Seppos. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that. Yeah. We just keep it trucking, man. What's your die? So that we had a recap there of the Cave Dweller Music Group's fan voted top 10. We've got our individual top 10s up on the website and we had a bit of a chat about the uh, honourable mentions that we've um, wanted to bring forward. One thing that I did want to bring forward as well, we've mentioned the Facebook group here a couple of times and I think it's fair to say that we had one of our most successful theme days pretty recently. It's one that I've been wanting to um, post and sort of host for a while, but if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it is basically bands that you can't stand. I did want to say hate because hate then in turns mean you have some emotional investment in it. But these are the kind of bands that if you're at a party or if you're listening to the radio and they come onto the radio or at the house party, your entire body sits and goes, ah, oh, fuck, I've got to suffer through this shit for the next three or four minutes. Uh, someone that got really involved and had fantastic takes 
uh, was a bloke by the name of Flo. And I just got the one that really killed me uh, was Flo was like, oh, well, the first two Entombed albums fucking suck and they were better as a rock band. And as someone who bloody loves the first two Entombed albums, that was a fantastic hot take. (laughs) Yeah, there are a few of those. Um, it was just it was just a good bit of fun, you know. We um, there was a few concerns uh, that people were just going to use it as a, a chance to um, troll people and take pointed shots at other people's music listening. But I'm really impressed, and I'm really proud of the little community that we've developed. I think it was over like 130, 140 comments of people getting involved and uh, jumping on. Another one that I wanted to read out, which was uh, fantastic, is just. There was like two or three different people who shat on Slipknot and <laughs> yeah. that makes me so very happy because, and I, I'm going to repeat something that I posted, was that any band with masks and a gimmick is just a shit version of Guar. It's, it's, it's true. Someone else um, said something similar as well. Who was it? Uh, Anthony Hawke said it. Am I too late for the theme for the next day? Why does Mushroom Head still exist? Is it just in case Slipknot are busy and they need a terrible band that wears masks? <laughs> I remember seeing Mushroom Head, Mushroom Head at Soundwave a while back. Yeah, same like, here. I was at the same Yo, show. this fucking sucks. They were so bad. I just, like, you know, they, they were around before Slipknot, and I was like, okay, that, I think they were at least. All right, that's their gimmick. And then Slipknot came, and it's like, why did this be like, all right, we're done? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Slipknot's bad, but then they're terrible. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I always yeah. compare them back to Guar just because I remember being a real young fella before I even listened to Slipknot or uh, Mushroom Head and seeing Guar play on an episode of Viva La Bam. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. You know, it's something a bit different. Completely forgot about them until I went to that sound wave with James and he's like, Matt, we're going to go see Guar. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I vaguely know of them. And as soon as Odorous Urungus comes out on stage with that cuttlefish cod piece, and just spraying the entire crowd with blood. I was like, this is the kind of goofy metal that I'm 100% here for. Um, I'm going to read out another two of flows, if that's okay. By all means. Like, <laughs> these, uh, these were fantastic. So it said, every dissection fan is morbidly obese and tries to have sex with female NPCs while playing Dungeons and Dragons, much to the disgust of the others at the table. Um, and having played D and D with people <laughs> who actually do want to try and fuck every character, it is so annoying and so painful. And there's another one which was I have never met a fan of Revocation who could read a full page of Harry Potter book without having to sound out the words. <laughs> <laughs> that also ties into another great meme of like um, people over the age of 25 and the only book series that they've actually read is Harry Potter. It's like, dude, oh. just read another fucking book. Or people who base their entire personality around Harry Potter. Uh, it just it does it does my tits and it does. Another great one was um Nick posted Ghost Ghostbusters is just some weirdo randomly screaming while he pretends to be Chinese over the leftover songs for a secondhand car dealership commercial. <laughs> and that was so funny and so spot on. <laughs> I was surprised how many likes the one I posted about Five Finger Death Punch got, to be honest. Oh, dude, I think <sighs> Five Finger Death Punch is just one of those bands that it's like, it's such low-hanging fruit. That it's everyone, a cheap shot. I yeah. couldn't help it, though. I wrote dude, it's, five... it's okay. I did my, I did my yeah. shot at Gent where, what was it? 
I don't know. It was just me whinging that, like, if you can play a fucking finger tap Egyptian scale and, like, out of a 5-7 polyrhythm, why can't you make a decent fucking song? <laughs> yeah, for anyone who missed my, that I wrote, it was five, uh, bands like Five Finger, Death Punch, and Avenged Sevenfold, and all other monster energy metal suck. Basically, anything that could be considered a good soundtrack to punch holes in drywall to while your mom heats up hot pockets and brings them downstairs to the basement. And then Brendan said, with the Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> if you don't have the Mountain Dew, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah, so... You got to wash that down. Mama made a dry sandwich. You gonna, and I think you know. as well, it's, it's worth premising that it's, you know, not only the music from those bands are kind of lame, but there's something about the fans of those oh. particular bands that think they are the most extreme version of metal. Dude, it's like, it's, it's basically the Dunning-Kruger effect. Of Kyle's and Darren. Like, yeah. It boils my piss so much. Like, we know that we don't listen to all the kind of music in the world. We are aware that we have blind spots here and there. But there's just something about that particular fan group and that sort of demographic of fan group that thinks, yeah, man, I listen to Avenged Sevenfold and it's the heaviest music ever. It's like, uh, really? What are you fucking <laughs> listening to the Wiggle songs every other second of the oh, day? Uh, oh, you hear those people who listen to like Avenged Sevenfold and they're like, shouldn't other bands be like, no, man, I listen to real metal. Uh, well... Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people didn't think they were elitist before. That's definitely going to confirm it for them. Uh, they can deal with it. There's there's actually a rule in our group which no one has adhered to that says no monster energy metal. Yeah, I don't think anyone's actually posted monster yeah. energy metal. No, I don't think so. I think there was like I, one time. Yeah, at the very Brendan, start. That yeah. Brendan up them. As you should. Yeah, as you I was should. Like, and we are no, so very we be be proud of you for doing so. Monster Energy Metal slash Kyle Rock. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it as well. Kyle Rock. No Kyle Rock allowed in the Cave Dweller music group unless you want to get yelled at by Brendan. <laughs> Speaking yep. of the group, one another thing that we always do during our podcast is the idea of cave paintings. It's kind of like a Hall of Fame, but seeing as we're going for a very uh, Neanderthal cave-based theme of these podcasts, we kind of want to do is something a little bit different and keep with keep within our aesthetic. Last time uh, we did the podcast, I put up Kanye Metal Memes, and both of you two gentlemen put up a particular album. Now, I'm going to keep uh, within the theme of not putting up any music because I wanted to pop up on the uh, Cave Paintings non-alcoholic beer, which I know is going to get a couple of weird reactions. Brendan, you especially being a brewmaster, is going to be like, non-alcoholic beer? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> But um, I, yeah, I know, but geez, you, you can yell at me later. I just make it. This is basically me verbally posting Kyle metal. So you can, you can yell at me if you want. Um, but I haven't had uh, an alcoholic drink for a little bit over a year. And it was a bit shit house to start off with. But then I found that non-alcoholic beer is a thing and it actually isn't too bad obviously you can get shit house ones and there's a lot of like uh german ones which basically you're better off just eating an entire loaf of bread they're that goddamn yeasty but there is a really good craft beer one that comes out of the gold coast <laughs> called soba and i wanted to put down their pepperberry ipa which is fantastic tastes exactly like a beer it just doesn't have any alcohol in it 
Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much the, the But we were talking about IPAs before we started recording, and I felt like you would be uh, at the very least interested in a non-alcoholic IPA. Yeah, I mean, it's it's neat. You can make beer with very low alcohol content, you know. It's uh, not what I normally would do. but Yeah, and it's something a little bit different, and, you know, it's um, – and oddly enough, it's uh, it's – if you're just like, you know, thirsty, you know, you got a lunch break and you're just like, well, I weigh 10 pounds and a normal beer will get me wasted. So that's, I'll just yeah, be and like, I think as well, I've noticed there is a growing trend of people who are actually starting to drink more non-alcoholic beer than, um, than not, especially with things like, was it dry July, sober October and everything like that. It kind of ties in well to see this, um, this odd subsect of uh, beer consumption sort of bringing itself to the forefront. Speaking of interesting things, James, you had something a little bit off the, uh, off the beaten track that you wanted to pop up for yeah, the uh, cave paintings. Talk us it through was, it because you posted it the other day and it seemed really damn cool. Yeah, it went up, uh, went up about five hours ago. Uh, it was a review for uh, a band called Wallowing that put out a graphic novel. Um, titled after their debut concept album, Planet Loss. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know Wallowing, they're a band from the UK that play a super aggressive, really heavy version of uh, Black and Sludge. Um, so it's kind of like, if, if you want to know what that sounds like, if, you're, if you've ever heard Lord Mantis, uh, think oh, along the lines of like... with that. Yeah, I think along the lines of like Lord Mantis, but with more noise, yeah. like elements. It's got a lot of like harsh noise thrown in the mix as well. Um, and it's sci fi themed. Um, so it was a concept album. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, the, ori- the original yeah. was from Sludge Lord and Black Voodoo Records. And this special edition re release with the graphic yeah. novel is from Trepanation Recordings, who uh, is a good friend to the, lay- uh, to the site and uh, Surviving Sounds. Um, so basically, the band teamed up with a graphic novelist uh, or graphic artist called Luke Orem, um, who's done a lot of really famous artwork. Um, check him out if you get a chance. He has some killer stuff. Um, and he's based the novel on their album. And the concept of it is like a, a post-apocalyptic um, sort of desert world in the future. Uh, it was like a lush planet. There's attacked by aliens. They overthrew the government and enslaved the people on the planet and uh, turned it into a giant desert. And it's kind of, for me, it made me think of something like Dune uh, meets Mad Max uh, meets like Star Wars regarding the Outer Rim territories um, or the games like Rage or Borderlands. Um, very much like that sort of thing, like Desert Raiders on the alien planet. Very, very cool shit. I'm slow. I'll, this is a fun little aside, but I'm really enjoying the. Uh the more we're mentioning June throughout this, um, throughout this podcast and even throughout all these episodes, I think we might actually have to start uh, <laughs> dedicating an entire 15 minutes just to talk about it because I think that's, what, the fifth or sixth time it's popped up so far today? <laughs> I think so. I really, like, finally started a band and do it. Dune, doom. You can call it uh, Fremen Raider. Ah, <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Olu uh, Telalaxu clan. 
All right. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that Planet Last album. Good call. Matt, of Matt, you should check it out. You uh, would like it a lot. It's really good. Yeah, I bought it, um, a digital version of it when it came out. Um, well, if you want the gra- if you want the graphic novel version, it's nineteen pounds. Comes with a limited edition CD with one of three different album sleeves that are collectible items, um, and the thirty page graphic novel. And there are limited numbers left in existence. To That's purchase. pretty damn cool. I always like when bands do something off the beaten path to promote their record, and doing a graphic novel associated with it—that's pretty bloody cool. I think so too. I think it's awesome. Alrighty, and Brendan, yeah. what were you going to pop up on the uh, the cave paintings this afternoon or this evening or whatever time it is over in the US of A? <laughs> um, I wanted to do the uh, like basically like a, um, the blacklight version of a uh, the Lord of Cosmos um, by Earth Diver. Um, just such a cool album artwork. Um, I really like it a lot. I think it would be pretty cool oh, to just God, have it hanging yeah. up on the wall. That, you know, looks like Odin or somebody's throwing a fireball or planet at you inside of it with the raider coming out, you I, know. Um, it's fucking cool. I hadn't seen the album <laughs> cover before, but I just checked it out then. I am a big fan of that. It reminds me of uh, a lot of those Earthless covers. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I really like it. It's just kind of like, um, I think it would be really cool, like, you know, blacklight poster kind of deal, you know, like just really big, you know, with that kind of, um, I don't know, like with where, where like the black is actually kind yeah, of. Yeah, I do, fuzzy, I do. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, like a really nice one, you know, like I think I, a huge poster of that would be cool as shit. I feel like man. that, that we so could cool. honestly just have an entire wall of our cave filled up with that because that looks fantastic. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I like that All righty, well, that's, that's cool. got my vote for the week, let's be honest. Um, that's a really awesome thing, and I, I probably – I'm going to uh, end up listening to that as soon as we hop off the podcast. I wonder if people do that when they're listening in um, to the podcast. Like they get out a bit of a, they get out a pen and paper and start jotting down all the records and bands and all the different stuff that we discuss so they can check it out afterwards. Because I know that I do that when I'm listening in to um, a podcast here and there. Or alternatively, like I've got my laptop in front of me and I've just been like searching everything. I wonder if our listeners do the same thing. If you are listening in, and you're trying to take notes and everything of what we're doing, let us know. Let us know if we can make it a little bit easier for you. Hell, we could probably even um, start making a list of all the stuff we've written about and put it in the description. Yeah, might be a good idea. We could. Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, there we go. So that's, yeah. That's, a lot of work for you, you, buddy. <laughs> by the sounds of that, I might have to rescind that statement so I'm not making so much bloody work for myself. Um, so that's our cave paintings. We've got non-alcoholic beers, planet losses, wallowing, and the associated graphic novel as well. Go check that out. That's pretty damn cool. And was it? Do you want to do just the cover uh, of Earth Divers, or do you want the whole Earth Divers: Lord of the Cosmos? I mean, you might as well have the music <laughs> to go with it. But yeah, I mean, all right. No, here we go. <laughs> you don't get both. No, it's it's one or the other. You can't have both. <laughs> I get I get to have ah, yeah, I get to have the full album that. for Wallowing and the graphic novel, <laughs> and you just get an album cover. 
Well, that's Aww. pretty typical. James has finally pulled rank as leader and decided to uh, <laughs> make sure that he's the only one that gets it. <laughs> yeah, power has gone to my head. All of the power that comes with running an unpaid uh, admin role on a music review site. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I knew that your head was getting a little bit too big, but I'm glad that it's finally been put into, uh, into audio form and we've got you on record saying it. Well, I mean, it can only go... Now we've seen the the well, yeah. I mean, I can only go so long, like with all the kickbacks and the uh, groupies, before uh, it goes to my head. Well, I, it's like what they. Yeah. It's like that quote out of the Simpsons movie. Have you ever tried going mad without power? It's boring. No one. <laughs> Speaking of listening to another thing we like doing here on the uh, Cave Dweller Music Podcast is bringing some albums back from the grotto. Now, these don't exactly have to be old records, you know, from the 70s or 80s. They could just be ones that we don't see talked about enough or not talked about to the amount that we would like them uh, to be talked about. I'm going to go first, get mine out of the way, because I know James has um, some opinions on this one here. But the album that I want to bring back from the Grotto is The Witches with Annabelle Dreamreader. Now, my reason oh, yeah. for bringing that up is The Witches actually put out a brand new record last year. It's very good. I'm a big fan of it. If you uh, have heard of Guantanamo Baywatch or kind of like that surf slash desert rock sound that's a little bit quirky, a little bit from left of field, but wants something a little bit more, what's the best way to describe it? A little bit more sinister. Like there's a little bit more of a darker underbelly when it comes to the witches' records. They are going to be what you're after. And Annabelle Dream Reader was an album that came out. Well, I can't remember when it came out. It was a while ago, but it was one of those ones where you can't help but continually go back and listen to it over and over again. It's a little bit Death from Above 1979. It's a little bit Deezy Death Rays. It's kind of a mix between a few separate things, but it is a fantastic record. Creepy riffs, unsettling vocals, but all packaged in this like desert doom slash surf rock feel to it. So it's a little, it's a little bit more mellow than what a lot of the um, unsettling music we post here on Cave Dweller Music, but definitely a big fan of it and definitely something worth your time. Yeah, I back back completely. Absolute work of art. Would you have a different um, Would you have a different way of approaching it and describing it apart from that? No, I mean it really is like it definitely has the surf rock vibe. It's got the um, psychedelic elements, but it's also got the noise like rock side to it. It's a really perfect fusion of genres. Um, and you're right, it has limitless relist and value. I, I don't even know how many times I've listened to the album. Like once a month, I listen to it in full, um, at least. I don't know. It's, it's, it's perfect. It never gets boring either because every song is so different to the last. And it's one of those weird records where I think it was one of the first one that The Witches actually put out. And I always feel sorry for the bands. Well, not so much feel sorry, but I always find it a little bit... Um, I feel a bit guilty listening to some of their other albums because I'm kind of like, oh, you know, this is good. I like The Witches, but it's no Annabelle Dream Reader. Well, for a bit there, I mean, like, they, that was their first full-length album. They had one EP before that. Um, and then they did their, their next album, and 
I hated it. It was a complete change in style. And they kind of went in like an MGMT sort of direction, which is the, like, I'm not saying MGMT sucked because I will admit I love MGMT's first album, Oracular Spectacular. Oh, that is a classic. Fantastic record. Um, absolutely love it. Um, but they completely changed styles um, after Annabelle Dream Reader. And then the new one, they finally brought it back. And I was so happy when they did. I remember sending that to you and we were both like, this is exactly what we want what we in wanted. a record. But we are wanting to bring, well, I'm wanting to bring back from the girl. You can put your vote to this one as well. But we are bringing back The Witches with Annabelle Dream Reader. And James, what is the record that you are wanting to bring back? Uh, this is one I mentioned to you guys the other day. Uh, it is Dystopia is the Artist. And the album is Human Equal Garbage. Yeah, um, we love some misanthropy. Yes, we do. Uh, there is an EP version by the same name, and there's a compilation version by the same name. I'm going to be talking about the compilation because it includes the EP plus a bunch of earlier, like uh, unreleased stuff from smaller releases. Um, if you don't know Dystopia, they hail from Oakland. Um, they were around in the very early 90s through to, I guess, I want to say like 99, and then split up again until like 2008. Um, they play really filthy sludge and crust punk. Um, probably some of the rawest uh, sludge music in existence up there with I Hate God easily. Um, God, I love I Hate God. I do too. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the upcoming yeah. album though after hearing that first single. Oh, they I, do have yeah, a single out, don't I hear they? It's not the same. It's not got it's a the different. like. It's not as angry and it's not as dirty. Yeah. It's more, it yeah. sounds like hardcore almost. The, like, the, all the yeah. the southern heroin fueled sludge is gone. Um, but anyway, not to go off topic. Um, uh, the album. I mean, it starts with one of my all time favorite songs, "Stress Builds Character," which has it's kind of like a monologue, but screamed, at, like just screamed uh, about how much. Pretty much this person hates being alive um, just because they hate having to get up, go to work, and eat food. Um, yeah, you have to listen to it to really understand it. There's a lot of, like, sound clips and stuff in the album uh, for songs like, uh, I think it's the second or third one is an entire song about, yeah, third one, Sanctity, uh, an entire song about suicide um, where they have, like, spoken word audio clips of people that killed themselves. Um it's yeah, it's a pretty intense album. All right, so we've got uh, yeah. the witches, Annabelle Dream Reader being brought back. We're also bringing back Dystopia, Human Equal Garbage. Brendan, what is yours that you want to bring back? I want to bring back Goya's Harvester of Har- Harvest, wait, just Harvester of Bongos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was, uh, on the same page. Talk us through that record. Uh, it's Really amazing, uh, like stoner doom metal um, out of Phoenix. They uh, like not quite a rocky vibe to them, but like definitely um, really good atmospheric buildup. Uh, yet again, with me and my iconic uh, twenty-minute long songs, you know, um, eleven-minute long songs, uh, just amazing um, album. I think you know uh, came out. Let's say 2017. Yeah. Vocals are pretty cool. They're clean. They're a little dirty, kind of fuzzy, like just awesome. 
awesome good stoner stuff like if you're really looking for that uh that stoner vibe with a great guitar riffs um awesome build up just kind of dystopia-ish and it's a really feeling, cool album cover as well <laughs> by feeling bad yeah yeah it's like that grim reaper sitting there and they're all kind of looking at some kind of yeah. in the graveyard it looks like and it's it's got that up that's one thing that i always like about these sort of like (laughs) southern stoner bands is they have a very uh specific color theme and color scheme that they always use there's always a lot of browns and there's always a lot of purples and like muted greens so when you look at an album like this yeah well i mean there's like a shit ton of weed everywhere and then there's like you know in a graveyard (laughs) with mushrooms and you know cosmic background all righty yeah man it's good stuff I highly recommend listening to this album. I mean, I I want to have it. I want to have. I want to bring it back. You know. Oh, we definitely can. So there we go. We've got uh, three albums that we're bringing back from the Grotto. That one there that Brendan was just mentioned, Goya Harvester of Bongloads. James wanted to bring back some uh, '90s crust slash sludge with Dystopia and Human equals garbage. And I'm bringing back The Witches with Annabelle Dreamreader. So we're going to be popping those ones there up on the uh, Facebook page or on the website. What do you reckon would be easier, gents? Um, website, I think. I mean, I'll, I'll look into it. It will be somewhere. All right. Keep, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. James is the uh, James is a tech wizard. I just sit uh-huh. here and talk shit, and then Brendan just listens to more music than there are hours in the day, which is a fantastic <laughs> skill all into itself. So we've kind of covered what's <laughs> happened uh, last year music-wise. We've touched on a few of our honourable mentions, had a bit of a chat about the Facebook group that you should definitely get involved with if you haven't already. Um, but we're going to have a look ahead to the what we've got coming up in the next little while. You guys have done uh, two interviews recently. Talk us through uh, who we had lined up for an interview. Uh, there's only one actually. Um, we've, you've, uh, you've caught up uh, with the interviews. It's just uh, Jason Snyder of the aforementioned Squelch Chamber and uh, Deadly Sinsler. Beautiful. We also have one mm-hmm. from uh, the death metal guy from a podcast, don't we? Oh, so that's actually going to be. You'll have to cut this part, Matt. Um, that's going to be attached to the, as part of this um, po- podcast. Oh, okay. Righto. Cool. No, that's no worries. Well, in yeah. that case. So at, at, at the end, when we wrap up this, I'll be like, and and Matt, uh, Brendan and I actually sat down with these people. Um, keep keep listening to hear their interviews, or whatever, and we'll we'll slide it. We'll transition over to those. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, or may, even um, you and I can get on and even just yeah, quick yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. Yeah, that sounds too. good. Um, yeah, Matt, and you can just splice it that way. Brendan and I'll be like, here's a, something we we sat down with, blah blah blah. We'll do like a little intro to each one. Cool. All right. Well, that works. Well, in that case, I'll um re-ask the question of the interview that we've got lined up and yeah. touch on a few of the reviews we've got coming out as well. All righty. And uh, let's also mention the marketplace and yeah. that we're on Twitter now. Yep. Sounds good to me. All right. So we've sort of cool. covered all of the music that came out yeah. last year. If you've been keeping up to date with the website and the podcast, we've actually released quite a few recently. The most recent one we did was with the gentleman behind the reticent Really interesting record about the um, process of dementia and Alzheimer's. 
basically think the caretakers everywhere at the end of the world, but condensed from six hours down to about an hour. Uh, James and Brendan, you had another interview that you guys have wrapped up recently. Who have we got lined up? Uh, that is Jason Snyder of uh, Squelch Chamber, who we talked about earlier, and Deadly Sinsloth, among uh, a couple of other projects. So we, we chatted to him for a little bit, and we'll have that out soon, hopefully. Wonderful. So they're the interviews that we've got lined up. Mm-hmm. After we wrap up our first up here, uh, our first half up here between us three, you guys are actually going to go and check in with a few other of the um, Cave Dweller Music contributors. Who are you guys going to be having a chat to a little bit later on? Um, so we sat down with and had a chat with uh, Nick from Haitian Firm. We, all, uh, we love Nick. To our side. Good, uh, we, we do love Nick. <laughs> he is our, uh, our French member. Um, so he uh, runs Haitian Firm, and he also contributes as a writer sometimes for us as a guest writer. He's also a good friend of, the, uh, of, uh, of Cave Dweller. Um, we talk about what his label had in 2020, um, what he has coming out this year, and uh, just general music uh, Music banter, really. Uh, and then the other person, we... Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Brendan. Oh, no. I was going to say, it's just good good talking to him. He's, he's, he's a very easy guy to shoot the shit with. Chatting with him. Yeah. We kind of... If, yeah, if you exactly. carry on listening to the rest of the interview with him, um, we actually get into like a bit of a rabbit hole where we talk about old school thrash for a very long time. Um Kind of went off topic a bit. So if you like old school thrust, keep listening for that part. Um, and then we also sat down with the death metal guy from the uh, Terminus podcast, which is a another podcast series um, that you, if, if you don't already follow, you definitely should. Uh, they're fantastic and they're, they're a little bit better at this than we are. Um, they've been doing it for a long time now and uh, they have some really fantastic guests on there. They actually had today, um, what's the guy's name? Sorry, just let me check it. The lead singer, I don't want to get it wrong, the lead singer of uh, Tal Cross and Amoebex. Uh, I mean, the man is an actual legend. He, he, his band is kind of considered responsible for creating crust punk um, as a genre, um, which is yeah. a pretty big feat. Ah, um, uh, Rob. Yeah, Rob from Amoebix, uh, they had on their show today. So definitely, if you haven't checked that out, that is a cool, uh, that is a cool uh, episode. Um, so yeah, we, we sat down with him and talked about uh, some of the, the, uh, their podcast's top albums of 2020. Um, unfortunately, his co-host couldn't be there for us, so it's just him uh, discussing both of what they loved. Um, and yeah, we just uh, talk about some uh, music theory, a bit of elitism in, in the music industry. Oh, that's that's uh, have, essentially have our some, bread and butter, though, isn't it? Of course it is, and uh, of course uh, some some seriously great hot takes from him, uh, which their podcast is famous for. That's wonderful. So it'll be uh, if you really like the hot takes that popped up um, from uh, uh, us and from a few other people uh, during the bands that you can't stand. That may have primed you for um, for some of the hot takes that these blokes have got lined up. Sorry about that. As uh, my dog tried to jump off the bed, <laughs> did it. Did it successfully navigate the uh, jump off? Or? <laughs> it did not. I stopped it. Um, you have to cut that out probably. <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's right. We'll leave that in. What is your dog up to? He's good. He's getting better. Um, he's I'm still on like crate rest, so I just let him sleep on the bed with me when I'm doing stuff like this. But 
we thought we were going to lose him for a bit there. Um, it was like they gave us three options to either put him down, have a surgery, or see how the crate rest went. And luckily, he responded really well to the crate rest and a serious dose of steroids. And he's walking around and playing again. We just have to keep an eye on him and keep it limited. But uh, he's getting better. Yeah, you were very worried about him for a very long time. Yeah, I love my dogs. <laughs> All righty. So that's the um, that, that's what we've got lined up uh, at the end of the interview. And um, we have actually joined Twitter recently. James, tell us all about that. So I swore I would never join Twitter uh, simply because I really can't stand a lot of things about Twitter. But turns out a lot of people like Twitter and a lot of people use Twitter. Um, who would have so, thought, eh? Yeah, who thunk? Who would have thunk it? Um, so now we are on Twitter. For anyone here who likes that as their preferred platform, uh, please don't take what I said in an offensive way and have us cancelled, as Twitter people do, um, and give us a follow. Uh, what's, the, what's the handle on Twitter? Uh, it is, I have to get it, give me two seconds, at Dweller, D-W-E-L-L-E-R, underscore music, because Cave Dweller was taken. Oh, God damn. Some people are trying no. to steal our thunder. I know. You no. absolute bastards. How dare they be around before us? I know. It's not like we've only started this under a year ago, the pricks. <laughs> um, I'm still really, really bitter about the fact that cavedwellermusic.com yeah. was taken. I know. We're going to go .net. Terrible. I know. And, and the cavedwellermusic.com, like, I hope they're listening. They suck. Um, their website is garbage and they should feel bad for taking up a good URL. I know. Well, maybe we can, um, maybe we can amass all of our followers to go harass them into, to giving it to us. <laughs> I got no idea. Maybe that's a thing we can do. Um, gents, before we finish up today, we've got, uh, there's always a ton of new music coming out that we're keen on having a look at and stuff that we'll be covering. Um, what are you guys going to be covering in the uh, – we'll go the next month, shall we say. Give, a, give us a little bit more of a, uh, a set date for it. Um, give me two seconds and I will I tell say, you. I got, I got my more, stuff I that I'm looking forward to coming out in stuff. April. All right. Hit us All with right. Brent. You, um, you go first. So we, yeah, you go first. Um. There we go. April, yeah, April 23rd, we have Crips of Despair uh, putting out an album, All Light Swallowed, off of Chains Descending Obscurity. Um, also, same record label, uh, Plasmodium. Um, they're out of Australia, cosmic black death metal, um, kind of experimental in ways, um, incredibly um brutal um looking forward to that album and uh supple cross uh vesio uh another atmospheric death doom um project um really looking forward to this um oh, this is actually coming out in march sorry so we'll have this a little bit before the other two but um yeah these guys are out of portugal and they have got an immense sound really great um, tight work, really good album. Um, the artwork is, how do they do the artwork on this? 
Trying to look for the uh, little, little description here. Where is it? Oh, yes. Um, da, 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 da. You have to cut this part out, maybe. And me just going. Ah, it's okay. um, oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> it says who did their artwork. Um, Felt like it did. Artwork. Oh, by uh, Mazarius uh, Ludenzowski. He did the uh, cover art for Aramit, Raga Johnson. Um, and it's just awesome, cool looking artwork. This kind of huge mountainous, cavernous kind of thing. Um, it's very epic looking. And there's, uh, they're very, uh, he's really good about like showing size. With his uh, paintings and artwork, like this, like little guy is kind of near the top of this album cover, and uh, he's just inside of this very, very monstrous place. So you know, um, and you can kind of see like a little kind of like phantom in the kind of middle of it to the left. So it's this is gonna be an awesome album. It's gonna be great. One of the things that I always like about your descriptions of records, Brendan, you like. Spend you know, oh, you know, this it's it's this style, this is what it is, but man, this fucking album cover, this goddamn <laughs> album cover, I love it. It's always great. I'm always sitting there going, like, you should be an art critic. What are you doing wasting your time talking about fucking music for? Dude, the, uh, the Plasmodium uh, album cover is going to be really nice. It's fucking cool, dude. It's like this skull, you know, when you have uh, this like city that's like kind of getting melted colors on it, like, I, like tears of. I don't know, man. Amazing stuff. Very psychedelic looking. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving uh, Transcending. Uh, they got a lot of uh, pretty cool bands. They do a lot of awesome, like their vinyl looks so cool, you know. Um, they put a lot of time and effort into all that. So uh, it looks top-notch stuff. Yeah, the Crips of Despair album cover too looks pretty fucking badass. Their sweatshirt is looking pretty hot. I want one. All righty. Well, those are the ones that uh, got lined up. James, I'm just going to jump in here and um, I'll run through the ones that I'm going to be – I'm rather keen to check out. Uh, Viagra, nice. Viagra Boys have already put out a record earlier on in the year. Keep your eyes peeled uh, on the Cave Dweller Music site because I am writing a review for that one there. Not as we speak, but it will be out uh, sooner rather than later. I've just finished one up for Sleaford Mod Spare Ribs, which came out through Rough Trade and Remote Control Records. That one will be going up a little bit later on. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got the new Cloud Nothings record, where um, in a similar vibe to The Witches, it's very much like uh, Dark Indie Punk. Big fan of that. Julian Baker as well. I don't know whether you guys are familiar with Julian Baker, but if you ever want to listen to music that just breaks your heart and makes you cry, that's definitely the way to do it. And We Set Sail from Brisbane. I've been a really big fan of those guys for ages. Um, they weave so many different uh, movie clips and that sort of stuff through their music. Very excited to see what they do. 
And if anyone listening in uh, remembers the record store Kill the Music, one of the gents from um, We Set Sail used to be the owner for that. So there's a couple of the records that are just coming out in the next month that I'm keen on. And I'll pass it over to James. He's going to tell us what records he's excited for. Yes, I have the calendar up here. Actually, I'm going to start with one, Matt, because I'm now going to get a reaction out of you on this one. And uh, last week of February, we have Adnate from Toowoomba. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know who you know who's an Adnate, right? Uh, Someone that you know. Blaze is in that. <laughs> yeah, Blaze. God yeah, damn. Blaze's album is coming That's out. That's fantastic. I had no idea. I gotta. Well, if uh, if and when they have a release show in Toowoomba, I definitely got to go hit that up. I hope you do. Be there in spirit for me and have some uh, non-alcoholic beverages on my well, behalf. Well, if, uh, if they have them, I certainly shall. Um, so what else we got? Uh, that same week, we I mean, this isn't a new release, but I'm kind of excited that they're re-releasing it. Um, the classic thrash act, Wehrmacht, have two of their albums being re-released to Petrokoa, which will be finally available to purchase, which is kind of cool. Um, we have a Brisbane band, actually, uh, Pustulance. Have you heard of them yet, Matt? Pustulance. Uh-huh. Um, I can't say that I have, but judging from that name, they sound like they'd be a part of the um, Brisbane Powell Violence sort of Logan Punk area. Yeah, it's a, it's a death metal act. Um, it's from um, well, they have the de- the demo is already out in digital format, but physical releases coming out uh, starting next nice. month. Um, that same week, we actually have another album I'm really excited about by King Bong. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw my review for King Bong's re-release last week, but I, I was super stoked on it. Um, that's some of the best heavy psych music I've heard in a very long time. Um, it has didgeridoo, hey. if that tells you oh, anything. Oh, god damn, really? Um, yes, and people play the trash can as an instrument. Uh, it's cool. some great... And a bunch of Middle Eastern influences. They're from Spain. Um, so they have a new album coming out um, next month, which I'm super stoked on. Uh, what else we got? Uh, there is just got picked there are too many um, uh, uh, Winter Arvin uh, Abysses coming out early March that one's something I'm excited about as well um, I haven't actually checked this band out yet but the name has me excited they're called Witch Tit album is called Intoxicating Lethargy uh, should be pretty good um we have what else we got here? Uh, look, I might leave it there. I have a lot on this calendar, but I don't want to uh, list off too many. There's a lot coming out. I'm going to be reviewing a lot of albums in the next few months, so just keep an eye out. Keep for an them. eye out for those ones there, and keep listening in after I uh, after my dulcet tones leave the podcast because Brendan and James will be chatting to a few of the contributors from the Cave Dweller Music Extended Group. Gents, thank you very much for taking some time out today and uh, doing a bit of recap on the year that was, having a chat about uh, some things, you know, just some general happenings. And uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, just one more thing before we wrap up. Um, for any artists who follow our page or band members or label owners, uh, if you're looking for a place to sell your merchandise, CDs, vinyl, any of that stuff, tapes. Uh, we've actually opened up a marketplace group um, especially like, specifically for that purpose because we know that you guys are always looking for somewhere to, you know, push your stuff without annoying people. Um, I know that 
some groups don't let you post it in there because it's sort of kind of spamming. But yeah, come post it in our group because that is exactly why no, we need fuck it. it. Come spam our group. That sounds fantastic. It's a cave dweller music. <laughs> exactly. uh, cave dweller music marketplace is the name of the group, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct, which is different to Cave Dweller Music Group. Do not spam <laughs> the other group. Well, if you are going to spam, uh, or... spam the other group, sure it's nothing but hot takes and watch uh, everyone get really, really not even upset. Like I said, very impressed with how that was handled. Gents, that's, uh, that's pretty much our time wrapped up because you guys are going to go jump and have a chat to the death metal guy from Terminus and also having a chat to uh, Nick from Haitian Firm. Before we finish up today, was there anything uh, that else you wanted to plug and have a chat about? No, I think that's about it. That's uh, that's us done for this week. Just uh, we'll kick over to those interviews. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, until next time, have yourself a lovely remainder uh, or have yourself a lovely day and we will chat again shortly and say g'day to both of, the, um, both of our other guests for me. Yeah, will do. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs>